It's Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. I'm Angela Fay, hub builder and co-host of British Columbia's podcasts, part of the Canada's Podcast Network, your source for great insights from entrepreneurs from across Canada. We talk to entrepreneurs who are making it happen here so you can listen, discover, and engage. Hi, this is Angela Barnard coming to you from Canada's podcast here on location at the Vancouver Island Economic Summit. Uh, I'm super excited to introduce Bill Collins from Cascadia Seaweed. That's right. Yeah, so yep. welcome. Thanks very much. Yeah. Happy to be here. Well, tell me a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. What, what What's your role, first of all, with Cascadia? Yeah, so I'm a founder of Cascadia okay. and right now I serve as chairman of the board. Okay. And it's an idea that grew from previous summer. When ah. we were here four years ago, we thought we, thought we would want to do something bold and aggressive for Vancouver Island. And we stated categorically at the time, we wanted to put Vancouver Island on the map of the globe in terms of the place to do business. Nice. And really, this is, so this is one of those projects? Exactly. Okay. So uh, over the course of a few years, meeting once a quarter up here in beautiful Nanaimo, <laughs> uh, we, we, we basically approached the federal government and said, you know what? You have a program. It's called Foreign Trade Zone. Okay. We want to be a part of that. In the course of working through that application process, we also discovered another program which is called Investment Canada Community Initiatives, ICCI. ICCI, Investment Canada Community Initiatives. Correct. They fund local organizations such as VAIA to develop uh, business platforms with which you can attract foreign direct investment. The idea is to create great ideas and have the folks in Asia or Europe or South America to take advantage of our free trade agreements and work together to build capacity and build business using foreign direct investment money. Wow. So as a result of that, I was tasked with developing business cases okay. for Vancouver Island. So what, what this, is a, this is a great island, has plenty of potential, but to articulate why uh, we have underutilized infrastructure, we have natural resources, social license. So we have, and we have a really ready and willing workforce. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. to drive that home, I presented four business cases. One in marketable wastewood, one in clean tech, one in aquaculture, and one in cultural tourism. Okay. Of the 30 that we started with, we honed it into that, presented a report, and on the aquaculture side, I ran across a fellow named Dr. Stephen Cross, and in an hour, on the phone with him, I knew there was an opportunity in seaweed. Okay, interesting. So we presented the report, we looked at it up and down, uh, and I said, you know what, I'm going to take this one. So with the help of my business partner, Mike Williamson, and my business partner, Tony Ethier, both seasoned vets of the marine world, and Dr. Stephen Cross, who we brought in as a founder, we created Cascadia Seaweed, and we're growing to be the largest producer of cultivated seaweed in North America. 
That's the game plan. Say that again. The largest? The largest producer of cultivated seaweed in North America. Now, when I was in uh, at the summit yesterday, I was in a session that talked about seaweed becoming, you know, if, uh, you know, bit of a lifesaver, really, literally, of True. the planet and carbon and, and, what, mm -hmm. and the highest and best use being people food. Correct. So what, well, what's your market? Who do, you, who do you plan on serving? So one of the first things we discovered was there is an incredible market. The, the market for seaweed has been growing 6% globally a year. Demand way outstrips supply. So two good places to start if you're going to be an entrepreneur. So you have a ready market. Uh, what Perfect. we also discovered was the the Asian market delivers most of the seaweed to the world. Okay. Uh, yet in British Columbia there are more than 630 species of seaweed naturally growing. Wow. So we have hmm. beautiful pristine waters in Asia, places like South Korea. If you go on Google Google Maps. Uh, the satellite view of South Korea, you will see uh, the, the, the whole uh, ocean coastline matted with seaweed farms. There are no more room to grow seaweed in Korea. Wow. Now that's not what we're planning for here. We don't need very much space. We, this is not the, the, a Korean model here. Right. This is a North American and a Vancouver Island model, which which fits with with the lifestyle of and what people expect on the coast here. But even a small amount of seaweed does a number of wonderful things. It feeds people. The World Bank predicts by 2034, 10% of the mass food mass to feed the planet will come from ocean greens. How much? 10%. 10%? Yeah. Wow. Super high protein yeah. content. So that's a billion people. Wow. <laughs> there's, not a, there's not a billion people in Canada, just saying. <laughs> As we march towards a population of 10 billion. Wow. So we're, we're not talking small change. Okay. Uh, and so we can take advantage of the fact that we have beautiful waters. Now, the first thing people, we have a tumultuous history uh, with, with, the, with our coast. Uh, we've been catching wild-caught fish for many years. That's mm -hmm. plateaued. Mm -hmm. uh, the, there's there's a, a significant debate about the the um, environmental validity okay. of aquaculture. Okay. Uh, On a, in a sustainable way, you mean? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Although there is no question, aquaculture will feed the world because caught fisheries is plateaued. We're not getting. We're not taking any more fish out of the water in the, wow. cod, in the cod industry. Uh, so when we looked at seaweed, a lot of the plant sloughs off during the growth cycle. Okay. So it sequesters, it hauls CO2 out of the water, which in turn hauls CO2 out of the, out of air. the air. And it, a lot of the plant sloughs off during the growth cycle. So you're actually feeding, you're sequestering carbon as those uh, leafy materials fall to the seabed. It forms habitat for the, the beasts living in and on the sediment. And it eventually ends up in the deep ocean as sequestered carbon. Hmm. So it, it will be eventually available for carbon offsets, for example, because it is, a, it is not just a sustainable industry, it is a climate positive industry. Wow, fantastic. With really no negative effects, it sequesters nutrients. So as we grow the business out, we will also become the experts in growing. So if there's embayments that are particularly troubled because maybe farm practices have over-nutrified the, the water, mm -hmm. uh, you grow seaweed there and the seaweed will absorb all the excess nutrients. So tell me about the, the you're in startup mode. Very right much now. so, yeah. So how far how far in are you? So uh, we we incorporated in June. Uh, we just this year. Yes. 
We've just finished the seed round of investors. Okay. Raised half a million dollars. Okay. Uh, family and friends. Yes. And we are next week. We, we've ordered all the farm bits. So what is a farm bit? It is looks like a rope ladder, 250 okay. lump meters high by 40 meters wide. Okay. And each rung is a growth line. So you turn that flat on its side and you anchor it on the bottom and tension it with floats. Mm-hmm. And it's your growth farm. And where are you going to farm first? So we're going to farm first. We have we have developed in the course of the last six months a most excellent relationship with Nachalna Seafoods Limited Partnership, who are owned by five First Nations. Wow, fantastic! Uh, it was it was it is a great relationship. They're helping us communicate to the First Nations uh, in the areas that we want to grow, uh, and they've they've tread the ground before us to to become a really an active obviously an active business. Uh, they want to grow. We look, we're looking for partners on the ground because ultimately, uh, Cascadia Seaweeds wants to hold the brand yes. and make it sacrosanct. You know, BC grown, beautiful yeah. uh, um, seaweed. Uh, we want to hold that brand sacrosanct. We want to develop the markets okay. and the verticals, so we'll handle all of that. We would like to get coastal First Nations and coastal peoples in general back on the water. We will provide the seed. They will plant it, harvesting, monitoring it, harvesting it, and we will pay for that product. So we'll be the central repository of that. Wow, fantastic. And it's, it's, it's like a hub-and-spoke model or a sharecropping model. Yeah without the negative connotations because it gets people back on the water, it puts more money, generates wealth, and uh, we believe it could be a billion dollar industry for this coast. And it allows people to stay in their communities. Exactly. Do working, stay yes. working in their communities. Doing things they've always you know, loved yeah. doing is being yeah. on the water. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. So a little bit about you know the, the biodiversity of Vancouver Island specifically. So mm-hmm. um, you said we're not going to be the, um, was it CREA? The CREA yeah. model? Yeah. So what what is the ideal model here? Yeah. What, what makes us unique? So, so what makes us unique, uh, first of all, is, as I mentioned, pristine waters. Okay. A well-circulated pristine waters. Mm-hmm, we get that mm-hmm. North Pacific gyre. And while, yes, you can talk about plastics in the ocean, a very serious problem that has to be dealt with, really there's no impact in seaweed farming from that, at least at the moment. Um, we have, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be climate change, which means there's going to be more freshwater runoff, okay. which seaweed cannot tolerate. Yeah. Okay. Temperature of the ocean is going to change, so we have to continuously mm-hmm. put the R&D in place to know that we're having cultivars that may be a little more temperature tolerant. Right. Because okay. while the, 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 the coastal zone may or may not be able to adapt to a changing climate, the earth is adapting f- to, for many years. Uh, the rate of change is huge. It's definitely artificial. So we need to help Mother Nature by growing more seaweed that's going to be more tolerant of temperature because it is part of the full, the, the true ecosystem of, of our ocean communities. Mm-hmm. And and the actual business of Cascadia, where are you located? Where? Yep. So, so we're headquartered in Sydney, which Sydney, is on the south part of Vancouver the Vancouver Island, yep. BC. Yep. Yeah. Our first farms are going in uh, off of Banfield. Okay. So, which is uh, right as far west as it gets, really, yes. in Canada, yeah. right? It's exposed <laughs> to the open ocean, which is beautiful. All those lovely nutrients passing by the I went the to products. Banfield as a 14-year-old kid for marine biology camp yeah, from was, Alberta, right? Yeah. Like, so yeah. you would have yeah, you would have been to the marine station. Gotcha. So yeah. we're partnering with the marine station. Okay. We have our seed facility there. Yeah. And hopefully we'll entice researchers to come in and want to explore uh, cultivars, want to know more. There's still species of seaweed that have yet to have a Latin name, for example. Wow. Undiscovered yet. Yeah. So, so the, our, the closest port of entry, the major port, mm-hmm. is Port Alberni. 
Okay. So we are we are building our seaweed farm there. So we've, okay. we've leased a local high school for a week, and we're getting our anchors and our floats, and we're going to do rope splicing 101, <laughs> and then we'll put it all on a big uh, ocean barge, Okay. and we'll bring it out to the site, and at the first part of uh, midweek in November, we're going to put it in the water, and then we go with our seed at the, uh, at the before the winter equinox must be be planted when is that so december That's, 21st wow so we're we're moving pretty quickly yeah. on this project so from from zero to full speed two hectares and 90 tons of seaweed beautiful kelp coming off our production within a year smart fast awesome the reason results. we believe it hasn't it really hasn't caught on uh, yet in north america we say well why hasn't it been done before okay. it's such a great idea couple of reasons. First of all, um, there's such an acute awareness over the last 10 years of things like climate change, population growth, food security. Mm -hmm. uh, it really puts a finer point on creating the right market conditions to bring this to market. Uh, secondly, we've pushed very hard to understand North American tastes. Okay. And we believe it will be a change in, in taste. Right now, seaweed comes from Asia, and it's usually flavored with sesame oil or some other typical taste that's been evolved over years to the taste of, of Southeast Asia, for example. It may have to be in North America, we may have to change the taste so that it's well suited to a North American palate. Then we're likely to see uh, you know, bigger uptake. I'm imagining a, a seaweed tasting event as a regular, yeah. regular thing. Well, you know, the, uh, there's, there's companies that do it now on a very small scale. Right. And I think this is the big differentiator for us. We set out to be no less than 100 hectares. So no less than 4,500 tons a year. That was a, the starting point for our three-year rollout. Okay. Now we're thinking we need 1,000 hectares. Wow. Yeah. Because we've been approached by uh, verticals from from bioplastics to cosmetics. Right. So getting into those secondary uses as opposed to food primary. Yeah. Yeah. The highest value and the, the greatest thing that we can do to feed people is to grow food. And that's our prime directive. Right. Okay. Well, and um, we've talked a little bit about the business. We've talked about the island. Uh, give me a little bit of bit more insight on to fill yourself. I, I, I actually detect a little bit of an accent. Born and raised in Newfoundland. Ah, I felt it. Right near Bay Bulls or St. John's? Not too far. No, St. John's, no, no, yeah. Born and St. John's, yeah. Spent time in Newfoundland when I was uh, kindergarten grade one. Uh, yeah. Easterners, right? I coast to coast. Yeah. Love it. Always promote. Yeah. And um, uh, but what keeps you, What? how do you get inspired? What do you do for recreation? I play music. I'm in a band. Ah. Old Black Rum. You can catch us at Mary's Blue Moon Cafe on a Friday, on a Saturday night in Sydney. Uh, most once a month towards the end of the month. Yeah. So a little bit of a creative outlet. What's your What's oh, your yeah. jam? Are you the singer, the songwriter, all, the, all the, the instrument? Yeah. We got a great band, and my wife's the singer. I'm the writer and oh, performer, and what a great laugh we have. And you tour? Uh, we used to go to uh, We used to go to into Victoria. That's you know a good 30 kilometers away. <laughs> we played once at the fire hall in Banfield, but that was bring your own party. Okay. Which we did. Uh, so that's really what I do in, in my spare time. Pretty leisure. Yeah. 
and you know. And other do you have kids. family here? No. Yep. Yeah. Uh, my my wife is uh, in Sydney. My son works for another company that I own, which is a completely different business. And I hope he's going to come to work for Cascadia Seaweed. Because okay. Fantastic. He's got things to do. We all have things to do. And I have a daughter who's a punk rock band in Montreal. She's been a musician, and now she's just finished school. Fantastic. Well, I just want I noticed you have your Vaya badge on it, right? It's all about the company you keep here, and of yes, course on yep. Vancouver Island. We're pretty tight. We're kind of the huggy type uh, uh, relationship builders here. Um, the, one of your roles, of course, is with Vaia, yep. right? You've been spearheading this foreign trade zone project. Yep. Um, you, you have a big, hairy, audacious goal, which is yep. to make Vancouver Island the, a business center. Can you give us yep. a little bit idea on the um, the actual, what it means from a layman's perspective on, on Vancouver Island now being designated a foreign trade zone? Yeah, the, the, the simple answer is, if you don't scream loud enough, you're not going to be heard. And we... Uh, Exactly. <laughs> pretty good. I mean, Thanks, I, they're going to be coming again. Pretty good. Yeah. And so uh, we needed to take a stand. We have such an incredible competitive advantage. Uh, we have underutilized, as I mentioned, underutilized yeah. infrastructure, uh, excellent, uh, excellent jurisdiction with with uh, uh, municipal governments, or provincial governments, and federal government that really want to help promote export. Mm -hmm. uh, as I mentioned, we have the pristine waters, but more importantly, we have a will to do more. And so, as, so when we're working, we all have our silos because we all run individual businesses and we have our lives to run. But what about collectively, we said, if we could find a way to stick our hand up and say, by the way, we're not only a great place to live and work, but we are also really keen on export and we're really enthusiastic and we have a workforce that's well-educated and can back it up. So for us, it was an attempt to stand up, stick our hand up and say, we're here to the world. When you go to places like Shanghai or, uh, or Beijing uh, or Taipei, those folks understand FTZ. There are okay. free trade zones. Singapore is in itself a free trade zone. The city of Singapore, right? Yes. <laughs> so uh, I remember uh, selling sonar equipment in there, and I would carry my black box on a plane, <laughs> and I'd go in through customs, and I would just carry it in. Nobody said a word, right? It was this wonderful flow wow, of information. I, and I thought originally, if we could do that on Vancouver Island, it would be great, but the jurisdictional issues far outweighed the possibility. So as a foreign investor, yep. um, what, what does it mean to me to actually put money into projects like Cascadia or some of the other projects that are pumping out. What, what are there tax incentives? Are there? Yep. Um, what, what are the? What, what what can they look for? Well, in in general, uh, there is a, a very strong support from the province okay. in a tax regime. So, for example, uh, you apply to be an eligible BC Corp. Okay. Ah. Right. Okay. And so it's it's a very simple process. Uh, we applied as Cascadia Seaweed so that our resident BC taxpayers who invested in Cascadia Seaweed, they would get a 30% break on their BC taxes. Wow. So they put 10 grand in, they would get a check for three grand back at the end of the year. Oh, I mean, that speaks for itself, really, with, yeah. <laughs> before we even go any further. So. Well, but what, in reality, what that means is on a half a million dollar raise, the BC government's kicking in $150,000. Wow, yeah, fantastic. And that is, that's the credibility yeah. that we need to, to explain to the foreign investment community, look, we're here and we're credible and, are, and we're backed by our province because they're actually investing tax money. 
Fantastic. Nice. Well, Bill, is there um, is there anything from the, wearing the Cascadia hat that you would like to jump in and share with us? Yeah, uh, we want to put people back to work. Okay. We want to not that not that in employment is a big issue. We're at the effective uh, in employment rate here, so it's we're not going to um, solve a jobs problem. What we are going to solve is a redistribution of jobs. Okay. Right? So that we will put people back to work in the coastal communities, in the places that they grew up and their parents grew up and their grandparents grew up. And those that want to stay and, and have meaningful, meaningful uh, employment uh, and want to be on the water and want to be farmers and are interested in doing that, we need you. Awesome. We need you to be there and be and, entrepreneurial. And how can they connect with you uh, after today? Yeah, www.cascadiaseaweed.com. Uh, that's our website or info at cascadiaseaweed.com. Drop us a line. We're looking for farmers. Okay, fantastic. Well, there, there's an opportunity for all of us uh, to follow up on. Uh, thanks again. That You're was welcome. awesome, Bill. It was so much great insight on not only what's going on with Cascadia, but the Vancouver Island economy as a whole. So uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, this has been Angela Barnard from Canada's Podcast, where you can listen, discover, and engage. Bye for now. Hey there, thanks for taking the time today to listen to British Columbia's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or at canadaspodcast.com. You can check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. I'm Angela Fay. See you next time.